Eon Karras. This is Satya, and you're listening to, to Love, Love, Sex, Sex and, and the, the Hidden, Hidden Agenda. Agenda. Our podcast was created with the sole intention to release toxic shame, illuminate our shadow nature, and expose the mysterious entities that feed off our most precious life force, our sexual energy. To learn more about our life-enhancing courses and transformational retreats, visit knowtheself.com. Let's dive in. I want to welcome Adam Jakobowitz to the show. Adam is a poet, an energy healer, a coach. He's an attorney, and he's also my Mr. Fox. If you read my book, Synchronicity, Unlock Your Divine Destiny, you will read about stories. I was dating him while I wrote the book, but shortly after publishing, Adam and I parted ways and there was definitely an impact we had on each other. That was about seven years ago. And this episode came about because Adam and I recently reconnected. So this was a very vulnerable conversation for both of us. We were very nervous to speak with each other. As you will see, we are still deeply processing all that unfolded from our reconnection. So welcome to my inner world. What a trip. You look younger and prettier. What? Your age, I think you're Benjamin buttoning it. <laughs> you're like Penelope. No, I think if you saw me in person, you would start doing what you used to do, which was this. Do you remember? That's that's because I have bad eyesight. Really, I would, no, you, I would you do that to take get, you in like more. close to my face yeah. and go yeah, like. No, I do that to take you in more. No, no, you would no, do no. the like take my crow's eyes away because no, you were worried about my age. Come on, that was youthful folly on my part. <laughs> I'll very, never forget very, it very, because I was, I was never immature. I was never concerned about my age until that moment. I was very immature for my age. Very immature at that at that time is what I mean to say. I had already regressed quite a lot by the time I met you. My my yeah. It gave me a bit of a like um complex cuz I think I was like 42 or 43 at the time. 43. Yeah, I was 43. Yeah. And how old were you? 35 years sexy. Super at that time. At that time. <laughs> and you were like, you were, you were so worried because you had this friend slash lover whose house we were sitting in at that moment when you did it. And you were like, yeah. Friend slash former, <laughs> former lover, former. Yeah. And you were like, yeah, when she turned 46. It was just like all went downhill. And I was oh, like, start, I never in that, up until that moment, I had never even looked at wrinkles on my face. Like I never even thought about it. And then I was in the mirror like, oh, am I going to go to shit at 46? And it was very scary. Then I decided like, okay, I'm only giving you three months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you see well, that. One month. And then you did your. Just want to get right into. Legal, yeah. You just want to get right into the past. 
Yeah, of course. Yeah. Can't, can't we just move forward? Um, yeah, but so I wanted how, to say, how was your day today, Adam? No, I wanted to, it was something I wanted to say in in attempt of defense of myself. And uh, oh, all women and men do not age with the same grace. That's all I wanted to say. So how was my day? My day was a-okay, fantastic. Um, yeah, I've just been, you know, writing, writing poetry. Poetry and prose for, for dis and tropic times. Hmm. It's powerful stuff, what you sent me. Yeah. Um, as you, as you work through my poetry and I have about well over a hundred pages of poetry I've written through the last, since, since, since our relationship ended, that's when this, some channel just started pouring forth. I remember after, after we, we stopped seeing one another right around Easter of 2016, or maybe even before that, but that's when we really like shifted ways, parted ways. I think it was maybe around November of that year, I sent you a poem, my first, like really kind of, I mean, it's a channel that opens. I, yeah. I wanna back up to like what, how you were running energy when I okay. met you, um, what I was witnessing from you and what, I, what drew me to you and also made me fear you um, and wanna educate you. <laughs> Uh, and control you or whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we never. I was trying to do with you. Um, okay, well, let's bookmark that. You were you, we were in a relationship. We're there to be in court, unconditional love and complete and total mutual admiration, respect, and caring. But secretly, you wanted to control me. Yeah. Secretly, I wanted you to, I wanted to educate you, but not, um, of course, I did not want to be your coach. I didn't want to be your healer or whatever. So I was so happy that you had other healers to work with, which you did while we were together. But um, the specific way you were running your energy is something I've been tracking for a long time, which is what drew me to you and also made me scared of you because I felt like you didn't know how to control it and that part was like hey Adam you know get a hold of this so I'll just back up to how I met you which was sitting in a co-working space with hundreds of people and I'm busy with two people and suddenly I just look up see you staring at me but before I looked up and saw you staring at me which was like way across the room I felt and heard something like I need you. And I literally looked up, saw you looking at me, stood up and walked straight towards you. Like I, I didn't even think about it. It was like an instantaneous reaction and response to your energy requesting my service, services. I don't know why. That's how it landed with me. I didn't know who I'm looking at, what I'm looking for. I was just responding to the energy signal. And when I got up to you and I was like, yes, like, how can I help you? Um, you were like, wow, like, 
how did she respond so quickly? I don't know. You had this reaction. I don't know what was going on in your mind at that moment, but you got nervous or you with you got startled by my directness. And I then got startled by your sudden like dis like you were pretending you didn't call me there. And I was like, okay. And then it was this awkward moment of like we're face to face in this community kitchen. And you're like, yeah, I'm looking for the napkins. And I'm like, you didn't call me over here for me to like show you where the napkins were, but I was like, okay. And I walked away from you. I sat down, you sat down at your desk, but I couldn't leave your energy alone. I was like, who's that guy? I need to know who's, there's some reason I need to know you. So I, I went up to you and started asking you questions. And I was like standing over your desk and like grilling you a bit to like track, like, who are you? feeling this crazy attraction and I gave you my card and was like okay call me because I was like there's something here not sure what it was and then a couple I don't know seven days later my house blew up and then I end up burned burn down it burned down well it exploded and burned to the ground and uh, I end up staying one of my meditation students was like oh you can stay do you need a place to stay because now I'm like bopping around from place to place and she was going out of town she's like oh I I rent a room in this house you can stay there there's a couple guy roommates um but they're really cool whatever they'll they know what happened they'll take care of you just go stay there so I just go and stay in her house and I I can't even function I'm in so much shock and when I finally like mustered the energy to go downstairs and make a cup of tea you were sitting in the living room and I was like, what? <laughs> that guy. And then again, the energy started and I was like, who is this? But now I'm like in this depleted sense. So I was like reading it differently. But what I noticed from you is that, and then many months later, we started dating. I don't know how many months after that. I want to say about five. But I, yeah. And we saw each, yeah. yeah. Anyways, go on. Yeah, we were like, we became friends and then we started dating at some point. And um, I remember like, you know, I've been around other Kundalini uh, activators. So every time I was near you, my whole Kundalini would rise. And I was like, whoa, he is extending. He's like, he's conducting. He's conducting energy and he loves turning women on. He loves turning people on. So I felt that you had this ability to like light me up from across the room, which I loved, but it was like another aspect of you that was like slightly out of control was doing it and yeah. constantly doing it to everyone. And then when it wouldn't work, it made you do it stronger. So if somebody was like, well, I, I want to just say um, what you're saying does is not a, the first part of everything you said, the first half lands true, but now you're, I don't sincerely don't see it. What you're saying, it's not all landing as, as true. I think you're, you're doing some projection onto me about that, how much I liked it. Um, to be honest, it was a defense mechanism. Yeah, I learned I that later. But yeah, in the but, moment when I was just getting to know you, yeah, I was really curious about it and wondering how conscious you were of it. And I think then I started questioning you and kind of testing you. And 
wondering like, how far does this go? Like how long, how far does he take it? And then I get to know a little bit about your, your past and where that came from. And then I started to see you um, more in like the vulnerability part of you, which was like, you, you needed help to, to learn how to master that energy. You said the first thing that you heard me say to you across the room, which by the way, was not a, I mean, you know this, but it's not that I don't have psychic abilities, but I wasn't, you know, and it's also not that I mastered them to be clear, but um, it's not that I was, you know, sending you a message across the room consciously to help me. That was very much some channel that was open between us. And I remember you said it was like at this, in this place or at this level in your field where you weren't used to like people communicating with you at all. And um, so. It was, it was a directive. Like I needed oh. to go to you in that moment. I was, I was daydreaming in a way. Like I, I wasn't, I felt very drawn to you. My eyes were drawn to you, but I, I was not aware of what, of what channel you were picking up that I was, that I was communicating on. Now, once we started connecting and, and dating, and by the way, like you gave me your card. And then for the next like three or four days, I was like thinking, oh, I'm going to call this woman. I'm going to call this woman. And, and, and then like, I hadn't picked up the phone and called, but I'm like, I'm going to call you. Like it was like clear. And then I want to say it was like, four or five days later when you showed up in that house after your house burned down and then we were just suddenly right back in connection and it was so powerful and then as we got to know each other and then and and then eventually started dating I mean we were having amazing um sort of inner psychic connection but that first time where you experienced as a psychic directive and from me I was probably putting out a beacon in general and you were the one able to hear it, which was help me. And I say that because I was, I'd come out of like this tantric world, which had been like a challenging chapter. And, and, and there was still like residual, like um, things happening with me energetically. And so, which would include the fact that, I mean, I, I don't, I think it's hard for you. I think you'd be surprised or, you're discounting how many times being in a woman's presence, she was just turned on without me doing anything and how much of a surprise that was to me. So after I left that tantric world, I had tapped in, let's say so deeply to the field there through my own body that I remember even while I was living there, I would walk outside and sometimes like I just felt like heads turning towards me. It was like I had a, a, a magnetism. And so, um, yeah, yeah, there was definitely some part of my system that enjoyed being, being seductive, but at that point, I don't, I wasn't trying to do that. It was like an automatic program running. It was something I had done in younger years. And then when I went in the Tantra world, there was literally no reason to be seductive because, um, I mean, I was suddenly confronted with the fact that I had like really a, 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 like I had been, I had been working on a, a broken script for years where I thought I had to like convince a woman to like me. And then I arrived there and suddenly I'm like, oh wait, fuck, what have I been doing? Why am I working so hard? Like women have got plenty of desire all, all unto themselves. And, and I was like, if anything, you know, 
and, and I wasn't alone in this, some of myself being really sensitive and, and other men, we were like retreating, you know, it was like, okay, like I've, I've been, you know, I've, you, you know, it's good. Like, and so, but after I left, so that script was just, I literally think that script was running in my field. But what was going on for me is just, I was having problems stabilizing and I was feeling, I was still dealing with the residual effects of trauma. So, so sometimes, and yet, even in the midst of that sexual energy running, I think there was a strong energy of um, like hurt running, which people are, were unconsciously attracted to in general, like many people, hurt people, especially can be, are, who hurt people with a healing disposition are drawn to other people who are hurting. I wasn't trying. I mean, if you recall during our relationship, you would tune into our, my field. Like I'll tell a fun story. So you were back in California and I was all the way in North Carolina. And this is after a couple months of, let's say, uh, um, you know, blowing the whistle, like dog, like training. Uh, no, what anyway. do you mean blowing the whistle? Um, me, me trying to train you? Yeah, you were trying to train me. And, okay. and if you remember, I was a willing subject because, so when we were dating, I, I, I wanted to be with you. Now I had, you know, my own fears of intimacy, but I wanted to be with you. And it's not that I wanted to be with other women and I wasn't sleeping around with other women, but I, but like I would leave where you live in Mendocino and then I'd come back to where I was living, which was a Berkeley sort of a cuddle puddle, it cuddle puddle light home. And, you know, there'd be, a, and well, to be honest, I'm not really telling the whole story because sometimes I'd be really irritated at you because I think you were taking now, now when you say you want to control me, I almost think you were taking delight in like foot faulting me. So like, here I am, you know, in a house where, you know, people were affectionate. And I, and again, I, I'm not talking about sexually intimate, but we were affectionate. We could be on the couch, we could cuddle. And, you know, I would never want to be in a relationship where I'm telling my partner, like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, mean, I wasn't control. I wasn't able moment. to control what energies were running and I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily feel sexual and it, the same thing was happening in the Tantra house by the way about I was there for 18 months and about six months into it maybe I remember I was starting to suffer the effects of it and I was actually like I wasn't aware but I was like actually doing significant harm to my nervous system traumatizing myself because it was an overwhelming place to be um there was other things going on in my life at the same time but like, I remember women would come up to me and like hug and like, I'd accept the hug, but I'd be sitting there in the hug and being, think, feeling in my body, like, oh, this doesn't feel good. Oh, I don't, I don't like this. And then the, and then this happened multiple times where the woman was like, oh my God, you feel so good. Like your energy feels so good. And so, you know, we're at that, 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 that place where, you know, there was a, there wasn't that I was giving, there was that they were receiving, but my body was, my body was giving, my field was giving, but my nervous system was not happy and, and I was suffering. And so this continued after I left there. So I just wanna, I'm just saying all that, we could get into, I could get more into the leaves and like whatever, but that's not the point. The point is just, there's an edge where if you lean too hard into assigning, like telling you, assigning intentionality, or thinking you know what was going on for me. This was a place I was defending myself vis-a-vis vis -vis you, both during our relationship 
And even about like a month ago, we got on the phone or a couple of weeks ago. And I, I said this, I said some of the same stuff to you, but I don't know, I, I, you're, there, you might be, you, there's a, sometimes I feel like there's a story about, about so, so, there's a story in there for you. And it's, it's, I don't deny the, any of the actions or what was happening, but I'm, but it's not, wasn't my experience and it wasn't my intention. Yeah, I mean, I think what we're recognizing or what I'm recognizing is just that we live in our own realities and when it, there might be facts that are shared, but the way it lands and the repercussions of the facts create a deeper groove, emotional groove, and then we have a story. But I want you to back up because you were talking about when you were in North Carolina. Yeah. Well, so this is this is a, this is a, like a, a this is an attestation to your psychic abilities. So you know, I fly clear across the country. I'm in North Carolina. I'm in South Carolina. You're back in California, and you text me right at a particular moment, and you're like, "Who who are you talking to right now?" And it was like it was like right as I had like engaged with a woman. Um, I mean, I was with a whole group of people, but I was talking with this Persian woman very very beautiful woman who was wearing a a fox fur coat a white fox fur coat and i mean she, and she you know she, yes very beautiful and very elegant in in just her whole like the way she, her whole demeanor but you 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 were sensitive to how i was running my energy how i wasn't fully capable of channeling it only towards you like i just didn't have that control over over how my energy body was running. You have such. A I, I want to back up for our listeners because they don't know the context of how we started. Oh, so today. you text me right in that moment. All right, go on. Yeah, but go ahead. Finish, finish this part of this. Should story. I finish it just so? Yeah. So you text me right in that moment, like, "Who are you talking to right now?" And I'm like, "I'm talking to this to a woman, blah blah blah." And and this happened multiple times in our relationship, where like right when I would be like talking to somebody. So, anyways, you're like, "Who are you talking to?" I'm talking to her, and then you're. And then, you know, you text me later, like, you know, you did it. I was trying, I was a willing subject. I was trying to learn to, to hold my energy body. I was trying to learn how to hold my body skill, my energy body skillfully again. And then you were like the teacher giving me kudos. Cause like later that night you were like, yeah, I could feel that you held it really respectfully. So, um, so you did want to control me. You, you did want to control me. Well, let me just tell but, those yeah. who are listening because this was, a very different kind of relationship, something I had never done before, but I was terrified to date you. I was terrified of you. I was so attracted to you and it felt very lustful. And yet I couldn't ignore it and I couldn't put it away. I, I, I was grateful in a sense, like it was interesting that I, I met you first when I felt healthy and strong. And then that's when I first came up to you and gave you my number. And then when I saw you after being shattered because my house Wait, burned but down. I feel like, I, but this, there's something that's kind of hurtful in the way you're telling this. I just well, want- Adam, I love you. Like this is- All right. I, I want to just finish. Let me just finish this piece because this, I need you to understand my frame of reference. I do reference. understand. You've told me many times. I do understand. You understand, but those people listening don't understand the context of our relationship and that we signed a three-month contract before okay, I did, but, but, and but there Eon, was a reason Eon, but Eon, the relationship before me had just as much more pain for you 
and the relationships before that, you've always described me how much pain. In fact, it was after our relationship that you went into a different and better trajectory yeah. with your partners to come after that. Things got better. There was, there was, some, there was some improvements. Sure. So, so that's, why that, that, that's why I know that that's why when you start the story that way, I'm literally, I'm like, I'm literally re- like, I don't think we live in our own realities. But I don't well, know. I didn't mean, I, I don't did I well disrespect medium. you in the way that I said that? Yes, it hurts. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that I wouldn't, I didn't mean to, but tell, go on. I don't think, I don't think we should live in our own realities. I think we live in a shared reality. But I think it's very we, hard to live in a shared reality when, when you're seeing multidimensionally. I, I think, think we're all... we have experiences and pain. And like at that time, I was in so much shock from the fire. Like I lost everything. And I was literally like for days on end when, when I first saw you the second time in the house. That's why we didn't start dating for five months. I didn't right. try. I didn't but try I wasn't, on. I wasn't not in a stable place. You were the only person I allowed to see me at that time. You were the only person who had access to me for months. Well, that was, that was for a reason. And and that was, and, and I needed and, you to hold your energy a certain way because I was super delicate and very, very charged living in the middle of the woods. I was like channeling my energy and needed all of it to ground. And I, your love and affection was uh, extremely powerful for me. Like it was a beautiful relation. Like it was really amazing. And it came with a lot of danger for me. It felt like it was so testing all my edges. You tested every edge. Like, and I was like, okay, edge, edge, edge. Like, please, Adam, please. This is where the control part was. I was like, I need you to rein it in. Like, okay, I know that you're super magnetic. I know your gifts. I can see them. I honor them. And I wanted you to master your energy. So I felt safer and I had a place to land. And sometimes you would run your energy in a way that would, because of my psychic and then intertwined energy being your lover, when you were out there in the world, everything you did was affecting me, like affecting my nervous system. So I was like, Adam, please, like, I need you to ground. I need you to be this like mountain and you're being like electric and, and like a lightning bolt. And I needed a mountain in those moments. So I was like, you know, it was, it was scary. Yeah. And that's why I was trying to ground you. Control. Well, multi multi-dimensional or not, because we all live in a multi-dimensional reality, even if some of us perceive more of those dimensions than others. This is where I, this is my this is just to circle back to this. this okay. I believe we all live in a shared reality. Everyone exists on all those dimensions. Different people are open and perceiving on different ones. Now, one thing that is extremely different from human to human is the 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 sense they make of it, the meaning they make of it. And that is a specific capacity. That's that's Mercury. That's the mind. That's the storyteller. And so I was always I'm sensitive now, and I was always sensitive in our relationship when I when I believe that you're authoring a story, writing my parts for me, not what you experience, but writing my parts for me, assigning intentionality to me, and there's something very. Um, I, I'm yeah. listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it's, um, there's a sort of way we unconsciously dominate each other with our perceptions of the other. 
with our interpretation. Putting them in a role or putting um, a storyline on them that is a simple or yeah. I mean it's it's classic, it's projection, it's transference. And you and I were certainly projecting and transferring onto one another big time because you know, I wish like I mean, I sincerely wanted to be the hero in your story at that time, but I wasn't my, you know, my horse had fallen and I was, and I was, I was limping, you know, and along on my own. And so I know you were very much in your trauma body after your fire and all the things that have preceded, but we weren't in such different places, but we, we came, we come from similar places. I, I, I remember, I often think we like, have really similar sensibilities around in the way we care and the way we yeah. think of the collective. And um, so, you know, we, we met for a reason, you know, and eventually after five months, you know, our attraction was just, I mean, I invited you to come over to where I was staying at the time, which was a former lovers. And I don't like this thing where you say, you know, like, I, I want you to just say, yeah. And I chose to get in the car and drive over. I want you to just own that. So we were we were extremely attracted to one another, but I think the part that hurts is if you disown your attraction to me and make it make yourself secondary to what it did to you. I can own that I'm have been and still am very attracted to you. There's no denying that. Right, but only when you're when you also say that you're in an extremely vulnerable state. It's not that it occurs to us always in all moments this way, but I think it's healthier for us now in our relationship to think about us of having been two entirely volitional beings, surely with our own baggage or his or and nervous systems, as as you say. But that like the ch the choice was the it was the choice was made by each of us. Yeah. Did did I make it sound like I didn't make that choice? Yes, it does. When you say I, I was, I was, you know, we've had long conversations and I've, I've heard you say it many more times than, you know, that you were in a vulnerable place. Um, How is it landing for you? Like, so I'm in a vulnerable place and what? You started telling the story of how we got together and you started to say, you're going to get into like, how it was going to be one month. I was, you said, I'm extremely afraid of you. I, I said, I can date you for one month. You were going to get into the, how we arrived. The reason I said that though also was because Why? I didn't, I didn't believe that you knew how to be monogamous. And I said, I would only date you if you're monogamous because I can't in this moment handle sharing a lover with anyone. Right. And you said, oh, okay, I can do that. I'm like, you can be monogamous for a month. Are you sure? With your history and where you're coming from in this moment in your right. life. So this is the playful way. Said, so I want three months. And right. I was so terrified by that because I didn't know if I could handle you for three months. And I didn't know how I was going to feel. I didn't want to fall in love with you and then have to share you with all these women. To learn more about our life-enhancing courses and transformational retreats, visit knowtheself.com.